This show is for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. to the Emperor and the Emperor's Court on World of Warcraft Radio. Ooh, baby, is that your epic man or are you just happy to see me? All this energy calling me Back where it comes from It's such a crude Well, folks, Cleveland, in fact, does rock. And welcome to the Emperor's Court here on World of Warcraft Radio, WCRadio.com. I am your God's given, talented host, the Emperor, coming to you live for me and recorded for you from Cleveland, Ohio, tonight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been uh, it's been about a week since last we got together for this fantastic podcast here. I have a bunch of news stories been piling in. Some emails have been sent regarding some previous shows. A lot of stuff I haven't uh, gotten to, actually, that I'm a little little behind in my correspondence, so we'll try and catch it up again this week. Uh, I am not joined in studio this week by Highlander. He's got other things going on, so for the first time in a couple of weeks, we will not have Highlander here giving us his play-by-play, or his uh, commentary, really, on things we've been talking about. Now, this one topic I just kind of want to get to right off the bat, and uh, this was sent to me by, by Gloria Staff. A couple weeks ago, we were discussing the takeover of Marvel Comics by Disney, that big $4 billion purchase that uh, Disney made to try and bolster their appeal to teens and especially males, since obviously they've got the uh, female thing down. And I, I, just, I want to jump right into the topic because this, this really struck me as kind of funny. Um, apparently, the heirs of comic book artist Jack Kirby, this is coming from media uh, MediaDecoder.com, uh, from the New York Times. And uh, apparently his heirs to his estate have sent a cease and desist order to Walt Disney Company. Uh, apparently uh, Mr. Kirby has been uh, he's been credited for being co-creator for several for several uh, Marvel mainstays like X-Men, The Fantastic Four, uh, The Avengers, uh, a bunch of them from The Incredible Hulk. Apparently he was either you know contributed directly or helped create these characters. So he died I think in 1994. Uh, according to this. And after the purchase was made to Disney, apparently his his family doesn't like it, so they sent a legal notice expressing in, uh, that they wanted the copyrights in some of the creations as early as 2014. I.e., you can't make anything past 2014 because they're clamping down on it. So apparently I'm not the only one who is afraid of the uh, impact that you could have on the intellectual properties that are co- the comics of Marvel. Look, I don't trust Disney. I, I don't. And, you know, you, Highlander and the rest of you can get out there, and this is actually debated on our forums at wstrader.com, and not a little bit at our clan site. 
about whether or not it's actually a good thing that Disney has their hooks into Marvel or that they actually own it. And I, today, I still say there is too much damage that can be done by Disney and not enough uh, good. Look, the movies that Marvel was making already were very successful, by and large. The comic book industry itself is fine, you know, as much as anything can be these days. I mean, there's no reason for Disney to get their hooks in it and expect them to actually improve the product. They're not going to go anywhere higher than what they are now. They can only go lower. So why would you take that chance? Yeah, I understand that, as Highlander pointed out, that it gives them more financial backing to do more movies. Well, Disney's not going to throw money after bad movies or bad scripts. No, no different than Marvel's going to. We don't want to have another bunch of Daredevil spawns. Horrible movie. But the family of Mr. Kirby here has basically told Disney, go screw yourselves. We don't want you making movies. We don't want you using his property. And that's it. Anyways, <clears throat> this is a quote here. Under copyright law, the author or his heirs can begin a process to regain copyrights a certain period of years after the original grant. If Mr. Kirby's four children were to gain the copyright to a co-created character, because he worked with Stan Lee in a lot of these, they might become entitled to a share of the profits from films or other properties using it. So that's just it. They either have to cease and desist, or they have to start shelling out big bucks to Kirby's family to keep him happy, because they got to pay for the uh, copyright infringement, or the copyright uh, uh, agreement. Uh, this thing's going to turn into a bigger mess than it is right now, trust me. It's it's not going to go away. It's only become worse. So, part of it, I think, is obviously money. Clearly, they want some. Although, i got to imagine his, they still get a, a, a cut of royalties from anything that Mr. Kirby created, whether that be, you know, Spider-Man or the Fantastic Four, things of that nature. But it's just, it, it, I'll say this much, this probably won't be the first one. If I remember right, I'm trying to think back, because this is a, a deal in Cleveland, because the two guys who created Superman were from Cleveland. In fact, a lot of the stuff, like the Daily Planet, is actually patterned after the AT&T building here in downtown, which I pass every day to work. But I believe they sued, uh, sued DC Comics some years ago for the rights over Superman because they're both long since dead. And I think it was the widow of one of them who I, unfortunately, I do not remember. But I remember there was a big blow-up in the papers about that, about they were afraid that they didn't like the way things were being depicted and they didn't want uh, they didn't want that being ruined. So that's certainly one, one aspect. Uh, what it really comes down to is the fact that nobody really trusts them. At any rate, a couple emails. Let's get to the emails. I know I'm skipping around here. Usually I'm pretty pretty forward to which way I want to go, do one thing after another after another. That isn't the case right now, but uh, I it, it just it jumped right off the pages at me. I'm like, oh, shit, we were just talking about this a couple days ago. Kind of a big deal. All right. All right, this is about the Nirvana rant from last week. All right, Dim sends this one in from uh, Turalon. A server in Warcraft, World of Warcraft. I was listening to the 2009, the, the September 23rd show. You were ranting about Courtney Love's dispute about Kurt Cobain and the new Guitar Hero. I agree on that part, but you mentioned that no one of the college age knows who Nirvana is. I hate Nirvana. Well, that's good, and I think most of us do, or at least anybody with any decent music tastes do. Anyways, I'm sorry. I hate Nirvana, but I don't know anyone in my age group... I'm 20, who does not know who Nirvana is, and I was offended by the fact that you assumed everyone in this generation lives under a rock. That's the equivalent of saying you don't know who Led Zeppelin is, was, if you don't grow up in the 70s, or didn't know who Rush was if you didn't grow up in the 80s. Well, the difference being that Led Zeppelin and Rush continue to 
make music and tour well past the 70s and 80s in their respective time periods. I believe Led Zeppelin and the touring now are getting ready to again. Whereas Kurt Cobain took one look at Courtney Cox and figured, there's got to be something better, and tried his own chance of getting to Nirvana. I'm guessing he failed. Anyways, back to the email. This was my thought until a few days ago I traveled to Chicago, and not one radio station was playing classic rock or grunge while driving around. I thought Nirvana was alternative. I come from a city of about 100 miles from Chicago, and about three-quarters of the stations are nothing but rock from before 2000, mostly 80s. So in light of the fact that I thought it was a very... <laughs> Sorry, let's try that again. So, in light of the fact that I thought it was a little weird that someone would think that no one was ever heard of... Uh, ever heard of one of... Okay, kind of poorly written, but that's okay. It was a little weird. Someone would think that no one has ever heard of one of the most famous grunge bands in the 90s. I know now. I'm just lucky to grow up in a place where every station is not rap or techno. By the way, love the show. Keep up the good work. From Dim. See? I'm telling you! It's like these teeny bopper jerks that walk around with Fraggle Rock t-shirts. Or the, that stupid, uh, you know, that, that shirt says, Know Your Roots, with a Nintendo controller on it. They're jackasses! They don't know anything about that. They didn't play the original Nintendo. They don't know what Fraggle Rock is. They have no idea who Link was prior to the whatever the hell they play. Majorca's Max or whatever. Whatever's newest. They have no clue! But I'm glad I, I'm glad somebody's actually confirming what I've been saying for a while. Is that the fact that we don't uh, people don't bother to pay attention to anything that happened prior to their birth? Which I understand. Your your most of your life is obviously shaped by the experiences you live through, not what stuff you read about or something you experience. You know, or well, you have to. I can't say vicariously because that's not true. You hear about, you read about things that happened before you. You don't usually care. All right. Maybe I have a different perspective, you know, being a trained history guy, that, that being my degree of choice, my education path. But I'm glad I'm not the only one who noticed this, and, and I, it's kind of funny that you had, had to be a, a, an experience like that before you kind of realized it. In Chicago, you think of, uh, that's a huge friggin' city, that there'd be a ton of radio stations that play all kinds of stuff. My guess is you probably just didn't find one, but I think that says a great deal that, you know... They're not going to bother showing any of, uh... Sorry, I just got that. just popped in my spam list. That's kind of weird. Oh, well. It's just an aggravation. Anyways, this one from, uh... Verve Man sent this one in. Also about the uh, September 23rd show. I heard you guys mention that you wish there was a channel for gamers, uh, and games 24-7. Nothing but games. This used to exist. It was called Tech TV. I remember that. I think I might have referenced that. I, well, maybe I didn't. However, they changed it to G4, a horrible decision. That's my little insert. Because the sponsorship just wasn't there, and they're therefore bought one uh, bought out by Comcast through their brother companies. They got rid of the good people that knew what they were doing, and they removed the shows that used to keep me attracted. Thunderbirds, Call for Help, Portal, Cinemac, Cinematech. Now they have bullshit shows that are car shows, cops, cheaters, and horrible TV programming. The sad thing is, no matter how many attempts there are to keep a station like that going, the sponsorship will not uh, generate enough to keep the corporates from buying the station and removing everything to show crappy, non-nerdy stuff. The nerd will never have his day. And that's from uh, Verve Man. He's on Blood Chalice, apparently, uh, on Feathermoon. Are you on a role-playing server? Dude. 
Had I known that, I would not have read your email. Role players need not apply. That one's specifically for Kexman and all. Uh, Sierra, which I believe actually, they're, Almighty Sierra, they're they're both coming back. I believe the essence of role playing is coming back, from what I have heard in the rumor mill. Now you don't quote me on that. Don't write me down. Don't tease me, bro. Don't write it down as uh, uh, etched in stone. But that is what I had heard. One could only hope, because I was just saying, you know, what we don't have enough of role-playing talk on this station. I think we're headed down a path towards a mini-rant. Role-playing. Nothing says entertainment like pretending to be some fantasy character in a virtual world, sitting behind your computer. When you're fat and ugly, I don't know. I, I, For those who've listened to the show long enough for the last several years, and not just here on this network, you know for a fact that I detest role-playing of any kind. I mean, we're already role-playing to a degree by actually playing the game to begin with. We have to suspend our reality long enough to enter a game. And it's not just World of Warcraft in general, but gaming, or War, World of Warcraft specifically, but gaming in general. I, I think we all pretty much have to, I mean, we maybe get into a little games. Like, we were doing uh, Heroes of New Earth last week for the big clan war uh, on uh, my, other, my other show. The Esports Empire that airs on Friday, 9 to 11 Eastern. And it was my guys from Clan Imperial Guard taking on the show host and his cronies from Just Plain Better, which was airing on this network on Monday. But we beat them up so bad, we knocked them off the network. Actually, they're just changing their show slot. I don't know when that's going to be. Uh, I'm sure they'll announce it on the station. But I got into that match, and a couple of them were complaining about it later, I, I heard. They were saying, Ember gets way too into his calling. Apparently, they never actually heard a sporting event broadcast on the radio, especially one that was as close as that second game was, folks. That was a thriller. That was a thriller. But you know what? I don't know if that's necessarily role-playing, but you certainly get into it. I, I guess there's a fine line. There's, there's a difference, I think. And this may just be a very bad elitist attitude. So I hear Sonic playing in the background here. What the hell is this, Green Hills? Yeah, I'm right, Green Hills on. I know my video game music, mainly because I'm the one who set it all up to play. <clears throat> but I think there's a significant difference between somebody who actually gets into the role and believes for a time that they really are an elf or an orc or a dwarf and actually has a, takes the time to create a storyline and clothes. I used to love these guys in Ultimate Online that used to pretend to be orcs. They'd roleplay orcs. I mean, they dressed up in, like, bits of armor, and they carry, like, a generic spear, and you, it would take one spell to kill them. And the irony of it is, they would hang out in the orc camp, and the AI would always attack them, because they're still technically human players, no matter what they want to pretend to be. You know, it's things of that nature that just kind of... I, and again, uh, there's a significant difference, I think, between pretending to be the actual object, and... What the hell is this? There was a bar with a room in the back, where a drunk bum tried to take a nap. He dreamed he was squeezing some... I can't read this. He dreamed he... Okay, alright. This is a limerick being sent in by Mystic Mim. That's very nice. I will go ahead and read your... God. Now we're reading limericks over the air. This show is... is, this, This show is being plugged by ADHD. Over the damn map. There was a bar with a room in the back, where a drunken bum tried to take a nap. 
He dreamed he was squeezing some tits, but a sleepwalk is what he did, so he woke up to a nasty slap. There you go, folks. It's an original limerick from Mystic Mim, who I don't know was intending it to be read over the air, but guess what? It just was. Now it's been recorded for posterity. Anyways, folks, so look for the essence of role-playing coming up at some point down the future, or down the road. I, I would believe it would have to kind of happen. May have gotten my hands on a PSP. Maybe I'll do some games about that. I will uh, get to that a little later. Later's in a different show. I'm waiting to see what comes to that. There's more to it, but I don't want to give out a cool story. Well, at least what I think is a cool story until it actually happens. This storyline sent in to me by uh, Death and Decay on our staff. and Apparently, it's Nintendo talking about the uh, bricking they did on the Wiis. Now, I know that may sound weird, but I, I'm not saying that they were defecating Wiis. What actually happened was, and this didn't happen to me, but it did happen to uh, a buddy of mine who's got a Wii, but he uses it a, I mean, he uses it a lot more than I do. Ours just kind of sits on a shelf. When I'm playing Final... I'm almost done with Final Fantasy uh, After Hours, or After Years. Final Fantasy IV After Years. About three quarters of the way finished. Kind of taking my time with it. I don't want to rush through it. It's one of those nostalgic things where I just... I enjoy playing it because it's one of the one of those games from back in the day. You still talk about remember when you you know start talking about games. Speaking of ADHD, damn, we got to write that down. We have to have our nostalgia show. And I'm talking to myself because there's actually nobody in the studio today, so I have no one to take notes. So... And it's kind of turning and talking over my shoulder, and there's no one there to do it. So I'm going to write this down. Nostal- How do you spell nostalgia? Nostalgia show with me, Highlander. Let's see if we can't get Baron in the studio. He's busy. His life sucks. We can get him in here. Baron Von Gosu. And we'll just we'll pencil in Mystic Mim. She kind of played games during the Nintendo era, but that's about it. Not a, not a gamer. Well, she into this this farm... Was it farmland? Farmtown. Farmtown. On Facebook? Jesus Christ. I swear to God, last night, we just got done watching a movie, and I was getting ready to go to bed, because I had to get up early to work. So was she. And this is like 12.30 at night, I gotta get up at like 6. She hops on the computer to check her crops! Her crops! It's Farmtown! Oh, but if I don't harvest them, they'll go bad. So what? Grow them again. I said, why don't you start growing them at a decent hour so they don't, you know, come to fruition at 1 o'clock in the morning. But she's into this farm. I mean, people have been sending her stuff on Facebook. They've been sending her pigs and cows and sheep and a llama. And there's a banana tree. And I, I guess this is revenge because on occasion I'll talk to her about something that's going on and usually related to our shows that's related to gaming, and I'll bring it up and it's a topic over the dinner table or over the lunch table or wherever we're happen to be meeting for more than five minutes in conversation uh, can switch or something like that. Now, uh, these conversations are pretty much taken over by what she planted today and how big of her land plot. She's like a friggin... Uh, she owns like a plantation. And how many animals she has, and this, that, and the other. It's like, oh my god. So this is what I've been subjecting you to? This kind of boring, inane nonsense? I don't give a damn about virtual farming. Finally, a game exists for girls to play who aren't into this kind of RTS and first-person shooters. The game for the truly casual gamer. Not Bejeweled, not Scrabble, not Monopoly, Farmtown. And the other one that's Farmville, there's two of them. Because, you know, there's such a demand they had to go out and make a second farm game. Oh, then I get to hear about how this player has a mansion and a pond, and this player's got 
twice as much land as I have, and they're cultivating this, and I can't wait till I'm high enough level to get a, you know, corral for my cows and livestock. So can you sell your livestock? Well, no. Well, yeah, but you'll make money off it. I'm like, you got all these animals walking around your property. You can't do a thing with them. What's the point? Other than annoying the hell out of me, because she's got the speakers on. And they're up to, I mean, there's... The cows are mooing, and the sheep are doing their thing, and it's, it's just... Oh! So I guess a bit of revenge from her point of view. She can get back at me now with stuff that I don't care about. Farm town. People are getting on Facebook now to farm. If you have any kind of real farming, you'd probably crap yourself and run away. Oh, so stupid. Yeah, it's probably hypocritical because I'm sure she she says the exact same thing about the uh, stuff I talk about. But you know that's true, and it's not. She does help out with a lot of the way the show is. A lot of the ideas, like a lot of for the commercials we used to do, she also does a lot of show topic ideas, themes. Um, she wants to develop her own little uh, uh, segment. I've kind of been encouraging her about that. Something kind of like, well, that Limerick thing. Maybe that'll be funny. People like the Limericks. You know, we were doing the haiku thing a couple weeks ago. I, I referred this to her. But she was actually here for that show. And I said, remember when everybody was sending in their haikus? Yeah, they, they didn't get the, the meter right or whatever. It's like 575 as far as syllables. So that's not the point. I mean, if they're off a syllable, that's fine, as long as they were funny. Maybe we need to start a forum list about haikus related to gaming in the show. I'm going to write that I'm going to write that down. It's right here, right? Say haikus. How do you spell haiku? Haiku. Close enough. Anyways, back to Nintendo bricking Wii's. This happened a couple weeks ago. Apparently, uh, we're not... America wasn't the only nation. This is a quote. This is coming from Joystick.com. America wasn't the only nation visited by the specter of techno-death this past week when the Wii System Update 4.2 was released upon the unsuspecting masses. Now, what it was is it's a system update, kind of like a firmware update, that's released on the Wii, and if you weren't paying attention, you started downloading the update. By the way, if you do not have the 4.02 update, do not get it. At least not yet. They can say all they like that they're working on it or that it's fixed. Do not trust them, especially if you've got a modded Wii. Don't touch it. Anyways, what apparently was happening was it would it would shut down the Wii. It would make it, hence the name Brick. You couldn't turn it on, you couldn't activate it, you couldn't play any games, you couldn't do anything with it. It was just dead. And I know that was going around here in America. I don't think it was very widespread. Of all the people I know who have Wiis, and I know quite a few people, quite a few people in the gaming world, both you know in real life as well as you know through my online travels. And I think only really one, uh, my buddy from work, is the only one that really had a problem with his Wii. And it died. Now, apparently Nintendo is offering to go ahead and fix them, but you got to send it to them. Then they have to have do some kind of resetting, and then they'll send it back. Anyways, the article's going out about how the UK has now got the same issue, and that Nintendo is offering to fix it. Uh, apparently they've confirmed in Eurogamer that, that there's a very small number of uh, United Kingdom owners that had their Wiis destroyed, and they are willing to fix them. As long as you haven't modded it or changed it. Uh, basically, what happens is this. If you've got a modded Wii, you're boned. You know, it's like legal tender at work. Apparently, got the red eye of death on his Xbox. He's telling me, and uh, it was, it's a modded. I, pff, shit, everything he's got is modded. You should see this guy. His house probably glows. Anyways, he's got a modded Xbox, and you can't send it into Microsoft to get it fixed, or have it take a look at, or get it replaced because it's modded. So now he's got to try and find somebody who can fix it for him. Uh, it, it, you're really running a risk. And I tell you what, here's the irony of the situation. Well, I don't know if it's irony, but. 
Well, put whatever adjective you want to put it with it. My Nintendo Entertainment System from 20-some years ago works like a dream. And I know this because last month I was testing all my stuff out because we're rearranging things here in the attic in, uh, in our storage area where I've got a lot of my collectible shit. A lot of my game systems. I got a lot. I don't have as much as Fear in Clan Appeal Guard. He's got... He actually has a collection collection. Like, you may see him on Pawn Stars or something down the road kind of stuff. But I was trying out all my systems. All my systems work. My Sega Genesis, my Super Nintendo, my Nintendo Entertainment System. I've got two of them. They work. They both work. Both my Segas work. My Sega Master System works. And I played them a lot more than I've than I played any of the consoles. And I gotta believe that no one's playing these consoles, at least at our age, to the same degree we played them as a kid. And those things last 20 years later, whereas the Xbox and the Wii and all this shit is dying. Now, granted, in this case, the Wii didn't really have a choice. It's not the system itself that died. It's the fact that they sent in firmware that screwed with it and shut it down. I don't know all the technical parts of it. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to look that far into it. But this kind of sucks if you got the Wii. But uh, I don't know why it is that systems these days don't last near as long as they did. I, granted, there's more guts to it, but at the same time... You've got a higher technology base. You've got better parts. At least you should. You better know on how to create them. Maybe it's just the more simple they are, the easier to run, and the longer they'll run, as opposed to the more complex. No matter what you put in there to keep it up. Anyways, just thought I'd point that out. It was kind of weird. Uh, what else we got coming up? I got a couple articles here, and I got a rant I still got to get to. Yes, I know, a rant. Who knew? Actually, I think it's a good one. I think most people will agree with me on this one. I, that's one thing I've noticed about the rants. Not everybody agrees with me, which is good. I mean, if everybody agreed with me, it wouldn't be much of a show. Like the Nirvana thing. I, I was good to see that. I was happy to see that other people came across this. And at least, at least in one case, somebody noticed my point, is that it's either being ignored, forgotten, or people just don't care about stuff from the past. And in Nirvana's case, it's not a bad thing because it sucks. I mean, then again, you look at the Beatles. That sold a ton of rock bands. People remember the Beatles, but I guess they're they're always being played. There's always, obviously, the Beatles are much bigger than Nirvana. I don't know. Anyways, this one coming in from IndustryGamers.com. This one sent to me by I think Davlin, and it says uh, Japanese gaming industry is over, done, and finished. According to uh, Kaiji Inafune, in Inafune, my my apologies if I do not pronounce these names correctly. Anyways, it goes on to say that uh, some Japanese developers have been very uh, upfront and, and publicly voicing the fact that the state of the gaming industry in Japan is pretty much dead. Anyways, this guy's from this Kaiji Inafumi is from Capcom, and he's the first, he's the last or the newest one to come out and say that uh, the Japanese gaming industry is caught in a rut and it's not really going anywhere. And this this ties in with a couple weeks ago, actually about a month ago, we started doing it. It might have been the first show when we brought the Ember Scored back. Uh, it was another gamer, uh, industrygamers.com uh, article we went over. Was that people in the United States were saying that the gaming industry would be dead within five years because of the expense between developer, publisher, the amount of money they were getting back, the amount of money being shoveled into this thing. But he's talking to a bunch of attendees at the uh, Tokyo Game Show, and he said, quote, Personally, when I looked around at all the different games on the TS TGS floor, I said, man, Japan is over, we're done, our gaming industry is finished. 
you know, he did, of course, then he goes on to brag about the different uh, publish the different games that are coming out of the Capcom lineup. Of course. Okay, that's kind of talking out both sides of your mouth. You go out and say, oh, gaming's done, but don't worry, we've got phenomenal games that we're showing today. But our gaming industry sucks, it's done, over, it's dead. Apparently, it's the, uh, the Tokyo Game Show is actually pretty small, uh, I guess, compared to all the previous shows. But, and that's an interesting thing, and what it doesn't go on to say is why this is the case. And I'm curious as to the reasoning behind it. Is it that the United States has taken over a bigger share of the market with the console games that are coming out of here? For, say, Xbox and other developers in the United States or overseas? People like Rockstar, people like, well, Blizzard's not really into console gaming, but... You know, Microsoft and Bungie and all their crew? Is it that PC games are resurgent? That they're coming out and people just don't care about the console? I don't believe that to be true. I believe there's more console games being sold now than ever. Especially in relation to, to PC games. There's a reason why they're going to download only, because a lot of places are carrying them in brick-and-mortar stores. Go to a GameStop sometime and see how many PC games they offer. My guess is, if it's anything around here, it's going to be one shelf. One standalone shelf in the middle, surrounded by a giant-ass store full of, of PlayStation 2 and 3 and Wii and Xbox and DS and all that crap. See if I'm not right. Next time you happen to be in a GameStop or an electronic boutique or something like that, take a look around. Best Buy is probably the only place I've gone that actually has a good number of PC titles. Uh, Walmart to a lesser degree. They've got more than five. Or is it the fact that they've just run out of ideas? That there just isn't... Maybe... Uh, is it the economy that's bad? That's forcing people not to you know, buy any games? i got to tell you, when we talk about this at lunch a couple times, there's a bunch of us that talk games. Kind of weird. Not all every lunch, but sometimes at work. And we got into the discussion because Highlander was saying that Batman Forever... Or it's Batman Forever. Batman Arkham Asylum was going to be Game of the Year. And, of course, that sparked a debate at lunch, as it always does. And we got talking, and I said, well, there really isn't a big contender coming down the pipeline. you got to admit, the lineup for games this year sucks. There is nothing dropping that's blowing me away or really has me interested. Of course, the contender was saying that uh, Call of Duty is coming out. Okay, that's one game. Think about it. StarCraft II got pushed back. Napoleon Total War, not after the first of the year. Granted, those are games that I have an interest in. There's no WoW expansion coming out. That already dropped. I mean, that's, those are, again, PC titles. There's no Link game. There's no new, new Super Mario Brothers I'm aware of. There's no Final Fantasy until next Christmas. 2010 is going to be super busy with good quality titles by the looks of it. But 2009 is like the bitch child year of the, of the last decade. There is nothing coming out of any interest. And I wonder if that has something to do with, you know, with that goes hand-in-hand -hand with what this guy's saying for the console games. Is it the economy's bad and people just aren't developing anything? Is it that they've just lost the market and they just don't care? Is it that there just aren't any new ideas? There's nothing being developed? Maybe I'm looking too much into it, but there's got to be a reason as to why somebody, especially a developer of, a, of, a, of Capcom, and apparently, according to this article, and again, it's just one article, goes on to say that he's not the only one who, th who had this opinion that believes that the gaming uh, industry in Japan is dying. Well, it may not be dead, but maybe for this coming year it is. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, to me, it just seems kind of odd. It, it just seems like a random thing to say that everything's just dead without actually giving a, a reason as to why. 
<sighs> what else we got? Usually I have these things actually bulleted out to the side. In fact, I do. Just take me a second to pull them up. Now, one of these things that did kind of cross my eye, um, and I did hear about this elsewhere, although uh, Death and Decay sent this in. Death and Decay, Mechahawk, and Davlin are my go-to guys when it comes to either music selections you were going to play either on this show or my Esports Empire or uh, news articles we're going to cover during the court. There's a couple of these I really wanted to get, get through with Highlander. The problem is, once you get past like a week or two, well, obviously the article starts to get a little less relevance because people have already heard of it. So, let me pull this up again. This one's about Ice Frog, and I did hear about this, but I didn't, I didn't see anything on it officially uh, until he sent this. This is by Kotaku.com. It's going on to say that Ice Frog... Now, why is Ice Frog relevant? Ice Frog is the one who took uh, World of Warcraft 3 and created the mod Defense of the Ancient All-Stars, which was, again, kind of a copy, I believe, of Aeons of Strife, which I actually played back in the day. At any rate, he's the one that uh, made Defense of the Ancients, which, of course, has spawned uh, their own clones, like Demigod and the new Heroes of New Earth, which is coming out by S2, which you've been hearing right here at this station, WCRadio.com. In the big clan war, actually, we did a, a, a dry run a couple weeks ago. Then we did a clan war on Friday night, this past Friday. Intense game. I highly recommend the download and listen. You can get the replay, I believe, off of their website. Or at least you used to be able to. Got to have a beta key, though, folks. Of Heroes of North. And they're pretty much carbon copies of Ice Frog's Defense of the Ancients. Anyways, he has now been signed on by Valve. He's been hired and will be working with Valve. Well, that's good for two reasons. One, because I give complete trust in Valve in their game design, by and large. They're very good about their games. They're very good about keeping them up. Look at Team Fortress 2 if you want an example. That's all you need, right there. Anyways, and this is good because, second, because Ice Frog made one hell, himself one hell of a mod. And has continued to tweak it and patch it and add stuff to it that hasn't thrown it completely out of whack. Which can be it's more to say than most games. Anyways, the announcement was made, quote, via the Dota forums when Ice Frog uh, wrote that he is now leading a team at Valve. And it goes on to say that he's got some exciting stuff coming down the line. Well, that's pretty easy to speculate on as to what he's working for. That leads one thing to another. Obviously, Ice Frog... I, okay, I can't say obviously. Let's speculate that Valve has hired Ice Frog to work on a Dota-type game for themselves. Now, let's say it's going to take at least a year's development time, a year, year and a half, because he's still got to put his team together, he's still got to put the game out there. Isn't that saturation of the market? You've got Demigod, you've got Heroes of New Earth coming out, which I'm I'm half sold on now as a game in its own merit. I've been playing a couple games myself now, and Friday night really got me, uh, pushed me a long way towards seeing this game, if not, you know, one of our, our big load bears as far as uh, games we're going to broadcast, but certainly something of interest. But you've got those two, plus you've got Defense of the Ancients for Warcraft 3, which a lot of people are going to continue to play, if for no other reason that all the clones are the exact same, and they don't have to pay for it, since they already own it. But I don't think a Valve game with Ice Rock at the head at the Elite Develop, I'd, be, I'd definitely give it a look. I'd definitely pay attention to that. I think a lot of people will. I just don't understand why it took them this long to get, you know, picked up. I'm surprised Blizzard didn't do it. They didn't pick them up to help work on a, a StarCraft 2 or a game, you know, such as that. Or put out, like, a Defense of the Ancients mod itself. <gasps> I'm sorry, it's a standalone game. It's, I mean, they've got, excuse me, Warcraft 3. He's familiar with the product. 
So, best of luck to Ice Frog and Valve. I hope it works out for him. I think it will. We'll have to see. There's no other details about the game they're working on or the rest of the team they're putting together. So we will definitely have to wait and, and, and see where that's going to go. See, I keep looking to get into a fight now or to start a debate, and I keep looking to my left, and Highlander isn't there. He's only been here like three weeks now, and he's been back, and it's already getting used to making fun of him, railing against him for stupidity. Oh well. What is he going to do? Unfortunately, this looks like it's going to be an abbreviated show here, so I'm already, i am i got to get to my rant, so I'm kind of running out of time. I'm doing this actually uh, on, on an off day. I think I'm not usually doing my broadcast, but I'm a very busy schedule. I'm actually into overtime now for work, and will be for the rest of the year. So, this will be few and far between when I get a chance to actually do them, so... That's okay, folks. We'll be able to do our show very soon. We'll get it up on the, uh, on the podcast. But this rant comes down to... Uh, gets, and I think there's going to be a lot of people that back me up on this. Jack Thompson. Let me say that again. Jack Thompson. Now, some of you people are saying, oh, I know that name! What is that name? Why is that familiar? Some of you have no clue what the hell I'm talking about, and others know exactly who this jackass is. For those who don't know, Jack Thompson is a lawyer, I believe out of Florida, who has repeatedly, over the years, challenged the game developers of games games themselves and the people who play them and he's decrying them as the reason why society is falling into the crapper. That one of the main reasons why there's more violence in the world, more crime, more rape, more everything, is because video games are dumbing down and making society more violent. And has tried on multiple occasions to try and get them blocked. Either get them banned or blocked or taken away. You know, I think even went after Penny Arcade once for defamation of, of character or something like that, if I remember correctly. I know they had a run with, with Jack Thompson over whatever. Freaking Penny Arcade, an online comic. Talk about a touchy guy. Anyways, he's not going to endear himself into the hearts of gamers anywhere the world over, especially in this country. But this one, just when he thinks somebody can't be more of a grade-A asshole than he is, Jack Thompson proves him wrong. He's taking a giant leap forward in assholishness. Apparently, and I've been looking because I want to join this group, Hell, I want to run for president of their club. There's a club on Facebook that it's a Hate Jack Thompson fan club that you can join and be a part of. Anyways, apparently different people have been posting comments about how much they hate this jackass who continues to cause problems for gamers and for radio shows and TV shows and all kinds of stuff the country over and has. He's a spotlight guy. Hey, I didn't realize there was vocals in that one. Sorry, we had to jump to the next one because apparently there's vocals. Kind of ruins it. Had to do that in mid-rant. We're going to... Sorry. Reset here. This guy's a spotlight chaser. He's got to be in the, in the public eye. It's the only way he can make himself relevant. He couldn't just be a lawyer, go out and make some money, maybe actually do some good. Be a civil rights attorney or, uh, uh, you know, be a tax lawyer or something. No. This guy chooses to go after media format, specifically gaming. That's how he gets makes himself relevant. Well, apparently, I haven't heard much about Mr. Thompson in quite some time. I don't think a lot of us have. Maybe we all thought he got a heart attack and died, much to the betterment of everybody else. But no! What this guy's gone and done is apparently he's caught, and caught, uh, caught wind of this Facebook club and the different stuff they've been posting, and he's upset. 
He has had motion, emotional and traumatic harm done to him to the tune of $120 million, which he is suing Facebook for, for allowing these kinds of comments and this kind of club to exist. Allow me to restate. Jack Thompson has had his feelings hurt because people on Facebook don't like him. And he is now suing for $120 million for emotional scarring and damage done to him as a result of having to see these posts made and this group exist. And what a horrible thing it is that there's a Jack Thompson fan group out there that hates him. Let's see if I can find it. I'm going to Facebook right now. Let's see if we can find it while we're on the air. All right, we'll go search for Jack Thompson and see what we come up with. Uh, musician, actor, musician, everyone against Jack Thompson. We hate Jack Thompson, 201 members. Stop Jack Thompson, ugh, 666 members. Everyone against Jack Thompson, 92 members. Okay, so there's three different I hate Jack Thompson groups. For a combined total of about 1,000 members. That's it. How many millions use Facebook? There's less than 1,000 who are out there who are part of a fan group. And this guy is either actually that touchy that he's going to sue for $120 million or or he's that money-grubbing, he's that greedy, and he requires himself to get that much more attention that he's going to make an issue of this. I'm sorry. I get hate mail every single week. Not much, but some. Almost always from the exact same three people. But I get it. Do I take it personally? No. Does it stop me from going on the air? Of course not. What kind of petty little troll of a man do you have to be to be offended because less than a thousand people on Facebook don't like you? I could put up a post randomly on Facebook and say, do you like me or do you hate me? People who have no idea who the hell I am, I guarantee it'll be 50-50. 50% of people who have never heard of me, don't know me, will say they hate me just because they can. Because it's the internet and they want to be spiteful bitches. This is nothing new. Not to mention, when you deliberately go after a medium of entertainment that a great many people follow, whether right or wrong, and I've yet to see anything that shows that video games are a direct, you know, a direct contributor to violence and crime and this, that, and the other, when you deliberately attack those kinds of mediums of entertainment and their fan bases, what the hell do you think's going to happen? You think we're all going to get in front to try and grab your hand and shake it and say, wow, man, you really showed me the light. If I had known that that grand that thought it was going to make me steal a car, run over a hooker, grab some money, and fight the mob, I would have never done it. If I had known Call of Duty was going to make me shoot my brother while he slept, I would never have played it, Jack Thompson. You are a saint among men. No. You're a greedy asshole is what you are. You want to cause trouble. You want to create controversy. You want to be at the center of it. You want to be like Avery Friedman, the difference being that at least Avery Friedman takes on civil rights cases and wins. He's actually doing something. Granted, he's just as much of a highlight jumper as you are. Spotlight jumper. Oh, I... Luckily, I don't think my show's big enough to catch Jack Thompson's attention. But you know what? My show gets a hell of a lot more than a, a thousand people on, like they have on Facebook. So if he's willing to go after something that small, who knows? I may get an email in the mail. Keep tuned here, folks. Next week we may have an email to read from Mr. Thompson. Who knows? I, I just don't understand how somebody can be that touchy over something like that. 
I don't know. So there's today's mini rant. My aggravation level is rising because of this idiot. Unreal. 121, 120 million dollars. Dude, your, your emotional distress ain't worth that much. Your reputation ain't worth that much. Your estate isn't worth that much. Uh, look, I, let's all take a let's let's all chip in. Let's let's take a collection of her Jack Thompson and his hurt feelings. I got. Uh, let's see what do I got here. Hang on. Let me go. Let's go. I got 10, 20, 30. I got 47 cents. All right. I'm willing to contribute 47 cents to a fund to soothe over Jack Thompson's injured pride, ego, and his emotional hurt. Who else has got some change? I think if we get enough for like two or three bucks, that should cover it. That's about what this guy's worth. Honestly. At any rate, not one of my big worked up rants as usual, but it just... Uh, it, uh, just go away. Nobody cares. No one's listening to you. I don't think the media gives a damn. Other than the one or two people that might share your views on it and, and want to create controversy or get their own names talked about. And you know what? He's right. It worked because we're talking about it on this show, aren't we? Not in a very nice light, and I don't think it's actually going to help his case any, but... Yeah, I hear the music. Okay. Now, uh... My friend just walked in here. Is that Ninja Turtles music? Yeah, it is. I'll be out in a minute. Wow. Down to the minute! I am a god. Small g. Alright, folks. The post-game's here. I know it's an abbreviated show. We, when we have more time to get a nice one-hour, hour-and-a-half show that we've been belting out the last few weeks, we've been kind of spoiled about that. So we'll get to it. Anyways, folks, I want to thank real quick uh, Davlin, Death and Decay, and Mechahawk, my staff gurus here at... The Emperor's Court. They also kind of do a cool dual effort and uh, dual jobs or... What the hell is the word I'm looking for? Dual responsibilities, whatever. Double duty, that's thank you. Double duty. Yes, you can go out now. All right, anyways, they pull double duty for the Esports Empire that airs on Fridays 9 to 11 Eastern. Folks, if you want to get in contact with me, if you had a topic you want to talk about, if you have a response to something we've discussed, if you have an audio email that you'd like to send in to me, send it to emperor at wcradio.com. And I always try to do my best to read them over the air. Except for you same three people who continue to write me hate mail. Folks, I do read all my emails. I respond to most of them, but not all get written read on the air. So if you want your email read in the air, Spell my name correctly. E-R-O-R. Make sure your spelling is at least, you know, legible, readable. Anyways, no props to Mystic Mim and no props to Highlanders since either one of them are here to help, here to help out with the show, so they get nothing. I hate you both. This coming Friday, uh, for the Esports Empire, if you happen to listen to this before that happens, we've got, uh, it's uh, basically open to the public show. I think we're doing uh, Warcraft 3, maybe Heroes of the North, we'll decide. And then a week from then, what what uh, what's the the ninth Friday? Yeah, so it'll be the sixteenth, October sixteenth, Friday, will be the second round of Clan Imperial Guard taking on the show here from World World of Warcraft Radio. Just plain better. We'll be taking to the field in Warcraft three. So as we trounce their ass, and the heroes of the North will be playing that one on the Esports Empire, two weeks from uh, Friday or one week from this coming Friday. Let's see. I have a couple of articles, a couple of things I want to get to, but those can wait until we get Highlander back here in the studio and actually have a little bit of a debate, a little bit of back and forth, some tension, some controversy, some conflict. It makes things more interesting. 
Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the show, abbreviated as it may be, with the ADHD factor uh, in there. What do you think of, of Mim's limericks? I don't know. Maybe. Send your haikus to emperorwsaray.com or go to wsaray.com. Post the Emperor Score forums. Bad manners are better than no manners at all, folks. So long, everybody. <laughs>